I'll be completely honest, it was it was pure luck. I had never shot a high school football game or anything. And by the end of the football season, I was shooting in the Jaguar Stadium. Welcome to Profession Session with Brody Vincent. Got my guest Andy Varnes here of Varnes Media Company. Yeah, Andy, a, great to have you. It's a, it's great to be here. This is a, this is awesome. So it's a nice little. So this is actually the third third try we've done this. So third come around, and we're actually recording this out of Andy's new studio. Congrats on the new yeah, studio, by the I, way. This I place is awesome. It. I appreciate it. It's uh, obviously the the walls are still pretty blank and and everything and gotta we gotta put some uh more work into it and everything but we'll uh we'll see where it goes it's coming together though yeah so, yeah so we'll get to talking about the studio a little bit more because that's pretty pertinent to kind of what you're doing with your business right now but i want to start with just kind of explaining what you do you're in photography and videography of course um how did you first get into photography and videography so, so I got I got started in photography, videography uh, in college. I was uh, playing basketball. I got hurt. The coach uh, he gave me an opportunity to stay a part of the team, um, and uh, by kind of doing stuff like that, doing more like manager type stuff, and and you know the photography part aspect of it was part of it. So, you know, it was a it was a huge blessing. Um, in the end, and then when I came came back to Jacksonville, um, I really really wasn't planning on doing doing it anymore. I planned to just go to school, get a business degree, and kind of keep on going. But I got I got caught up in uh, doing like high school football, and then it just kind of kind of built from there. So, um, how did the high school football thing kind of get started? Were you just kind of going out to games for fun, or just yeah, kinda. so so that's a kind of a funny story. Uh, the way it works is we actually had like a family friend. She was like the team mom of a, of a high school here in Jacksonville, it was Terry Parker High School, and she asked, "Hey, can you come out and get some pictures uh, for the team?" Because they had a photographer come out apparently, and he did like a terrible job. And so I was like, you know, sure, you know, happy to. Well, just so happens I'm taking pictures during the game. Uh, the high school they're playing against. They asked, they're like, well, who are you taking pictures for? And I'm like, I'm just I'm just kind of out here. Yeah. And they're like, well, can you get pictures of me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And so I was literally selling pictures and to, you know, both teams and for literally like a dollar a piece, like a dollar a player. And then Very I give them all, yeah, exactly. I give them all the photos for like $5. And in a matter of probably six weeks or so, I had – 10, 10 schools calling me and it was the the players that were actually calling me it wasn't the the coaches or the athletic departments they didn't even know who I was so I would literally print out fake media passes to to get into the games to get onto the field and everything so uh so it was uh it was definitely kind of a fun time so you would print out a fake media pass just to kind of look like you were an official yeah. media guy out there like coming to take pictures for yeah the I'd uh, I'd go in I'd I'd find the school's logo and I'd put the school's logo on there. And then I went and got a little lanyard with, you know, kind of got it all laminated. And and that was kind of what I did. And for the, 
you know, seven or eight schools that I was shooting for, that's that's exactly what I did to where I had these just fake media passes. And I mean, yeah, you got, I mean, you got like moms and dads at the front gates and everything. So they're not going to think twice about anything. So yeah, that's advice to anybody. If you're, if you're trying to get out there, just act like you've been there before and they'll let you in. There you go. So, so now you're taking pictures for a few different high schools and I guess it kind of just starts to build as like a word of mouth thing from there. There's more and more of that happening. Um, and as, as I know, just from talking to you off air, you also do Jaguars games sometimes. So how did you first get into that? Because that's obviously a much higher level than just doing the high school games. You know, it's, it's past even the collegiate level. What did that look like? Um, I'll, I'll be completely honest. It was it was pure luck on that on that first thing. Some somehow or another, I had never shot a high school football game or anything. And by the end of the football season, I was shooting in the Jaguar Stadium. Wow! So it was just kind of by luck. Um, Any fake media passes there? Yeah, no, no <laughs> fake media passes for that one. Uh, that might not fly. Yeah, that one, that one they would have they they would have caught me on. But <laughs> it was literally it was like a Saturday night. Apparently, like there was one of the photographers for a magazine got sick, and so they called me like, "Hey, do you want to shoot it tomorrow?" And I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." And so. Um, and so that's kind of that's kind of how that happened. And so you know we were in the in the stadium for the last game of the season, and then I used those photos to and I basically to kind of build out from there. And I DM'd every player that I took photos of and sent it to them. I sent it to different magazines to show, okay, here's some of my work, mm-hmm. you know, and just hope they didn't ask for more. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like you were for both of these cases just in the right place at the right time and did a good job followed through, talked to the right people afterwards and just kind of cemented your place in there. Yeah, that's that's kind of exactly kind of what happened to where, you know, if you're if you're out there being active, usually that's that's where luck will find you. Yeah. You know, that's that's kind of what I've kind of gone by is, you know, I'm uh, like I, I honestly have lucked into so many different opportunities just by being at the right place at the right time. But the reason I was at that right place was because I was just out there doing work. I was out yeah. there doing either free photo shoots or very low-paying photo shoots just to get my name out. Yeah, getting your foot in the door early. So that, of course, is the how you got started. That is the sports photography and videography side of what you do. As I know, you do all kinds of stuff, though, now, and that's kind of built up over the years. How did that expand from the sports photography to other areas so yeah just kind of slowly built one on top of the other so it started with photography and then it quickly moved into videography which that's what I actually found I like more Mm -hmm. is kind of telling those telling those stories and everything so whether that would be you know on the football field where I was making kind of the game highlights to where it looks like something that you'd see like a game recap on ESPN with some dramatic music in the background to, to wedding videos to telling, you know, a, a story of a company. I, I really I really enjoyed that part of it. And so that was kind of the, the second step of it. And then the third step of it was essentially slowly taking on actual marketing for four different companies and social media marketing and understanding kind of kind of that realm of everything. And so you kind of got started just 
doing little side jobs and things for companies that were outside of the scope of the sports photography field, kind of expanding from there. And then that has built into being very marketing focused, like you said. So when did you really decide you wanted to make it official and make it a company, start Varnes Media Company, rather than just making this kind of a side gig that you were Mm -hmm. So so on the LLC, it Mm -hmm. says 2019. Okay. Was officially when I started, it wasn't Varnes Media Company. I went with Real Time Media, R E L L Time Media. The issue, yeah, the, the, the issue was nobody spelled it correctly and everybody thought it was like a fishing reel company. Yeah. So obviously, not great for SEO. yeah, yeah, that was, that was not the, the, the best idea. Yeah. So, <laughs> so probably about a year into it, I, uh, I switched the name just to Barnes media company. And so it was about 2020 or so, which literally was the start of the pandemic. So that was definitely a fun time to start everything. There you go. Did you find that the industry was affected much by the pandemic? I haven't really ever talked to you about that, I guess, but um, did you see much of a change in that or were you still able to find some pretty consistent jobs, maybe more outdoor? Yes and no. It was um, yes and no for sure because any corporate type commercial structures, no. But that is when I really started making connections with different athletes um, because they were just kind of out there putting in work in the middle of a park. And so that's kind of where I got that, you know, I remember. So actually I shot my my cousin's wedding. She texted me one day. She was like, hey, are you doing anything like this upcoming Saturday? And it's like Thursday. And I'm like, yeah, no, what's up? She was like, can you shoot our wedding? We're just, we're just, we've just had it during COVID. We don't want to wait any longer. We're just going to go up to a park real quick, get married and then leave. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, cool. And then that ended up, actually like going all over social media made you know like national news and everything it was really, really? Cool. wow yeah it was a it was a fun they didn't they didn't the uh the news people didn't tag me though i was like come on now oh sure tried. that but, happens sometimes yeah but um but at least yeah know. it was definitely kind of an up and down thing it it gave me an opportunity to get to kind of step out though because everybody else said all right i'm just gonna stop put everything on pause mm-hmm. well Instead of saying I put everything on pause, I said, okay, what are some what are some ways I can work around this to try to kind of get ahead of the game to where when, when we come out of this, I have all these new clients that are wanting to get work done. I think there's a deeper point in there. I, I love that perspective on it. I think there's a deeper point in that through any kind of hardship or shaking up of the market, as long as you can kind of think creatively and be looking for opportunities and adapt well, you can really find your place and find your footing with your company and just kind of move into doing something that's more conducive to the market conditions. Mm -hmm. It sounds like your company really didn't miss a beat because you just were out there continuously adapting and looking for more opportunities and they were out there. Yeah. They pretty much always are. Absolutely. I mean, and we'll we'll see. Obviously, there's there's times coming to where nobody will not kind of knows what's going to be happening over the next few months. So you're you're everybody's going to be in the exact same position again. So it's very true. So um, we kind of talked about how the company evolved from just sports focus to adapting some other things. As I kind of know from the side, I know that you'd specialize in a few different areas. You mentioned weddings as well. 
What would you say the company is kind of broken up into if you want to do kind of label it into a few different sectors as far as the the specialties? So, so in 2021, uh, we, we sat down and kind of looked at everything and it was actually, it was literally almost broken up into perfect thirds to where, I mean, I'm talking, it was like between like 31 and 33% for each category. And it was commercial sports and, uh, and weddings. Commercial meaning anything commercial. Yeah. Commercial for for businesses and everything. So at the time it was all freelance. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, thousand dollar commercial here, $2,000 commercial there, and just kind of slowly adding. And so, and then there was like a little portion that was kind of for photo shoots and everything, but, and it just kind of showed how, how small that market has gotten for, for our company. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's something to be said about the, the longevity there because, you know, the photo shoots is something that kind of comes around more sporadically, I would guess, but doing content and commercials for big corporate companies, that's not going anywhere. That's always going to be around the sports photography, the weddings, always going to be around and lots of opportunity there. Um, so you mentioned that it was mostly freelance there. How has that evolved? And that was 2021 you were talking about, right? Where that was split up that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is this is completely, completely recent. We're, we're on essentially year three of the business. And you know, each year we're we're trying to to build and evolve. And I sat back for 2021, and and it, you know, we we hit we hit our goals, we hit it, we hit our all of our all of our revenue goals and everything. But I looked, and it was this uptrend. But it was you know, it was up one month, down the other, and it was kind of this uphill downhill trend because, I mean, especially in our industry, is it for what I was doing? It's strictly commission mm-hmm. to where, you know, you. You There's could no be doing, guarantee. yeah, you could, you could do, and it's almost guaranteed that if you have a really big month, one month, the next month's going to be really, really slow. Now, be- why is that? Simply because, you know, you, you have your, your list of clients that, you know, they, they know and they want to work with you and everything. And, you know, it might come to where they all want to do the exact, they want to do something at the, in the exact same month. And so for that month, you are as busy as can be getting as much stuff as possible. Well, then they're not going to be wanting to do something else for another three months. Gotcha. Like that. So that, that following month, it's always going to be, you know, it's always going to be slower. And I was looking at it and I was like, I, I don't want to base my career off of this kind of uphill, downhill Kind trends. of volatile. Yeah. You're looking yeah. for a little more consistency. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Especially with getting a space kind of like this, getting, you know, bringing more people in-house to where you know, I was like, all right, I want to make sure that I can afford to to pay people and pay them a, a good wage, and and we hit the point to where we we really needed a place to work out of, so we needed a consistent income that came every month, no matter what. So, having that realization, what are some of the moves that you started to take to move into a little bit more consistent model like that? Um. Basically, all I did was I realized, okay, we gotta, we have to get onto subscription-based services, and so I reached out to the different clientele that I had and said, would you be interested in this? Almost as a disc, you know, instead of shooting a commercial for you for a thousand dollars every three months, you pay us, you know, 
$700 and we'll do a commercial for you every single month. Gotcha. You know, okay. so they so they get a pretty big discounted rate, but we know, okay, every single month we have that going in. And so you have that as well as, you know, basically we, we moved into just strictly brand building, social media marketing uh, as, as a whole, because that's one thing I noticed was, okay, I mean, it's, it's, it's my job to know what the trends are and to know kind of what the next, the next segments are because, you know, that's, that's what our business is, but, but they obviously don't, they're focused on their actual business and we would basically do a commercial for them and they'd post it, you know, they, they do like one post every month and it's kind of like, all right, the, the work we do isn't, being isn't working well enough for you all to be worth it for it's you. It's not being fully yeah, utilized. Exactly. It's not it's, it's not being fully utilized exactly. So So you have moved into not only doing actually creating the content for them, but also kind of helping them post that out over a little bit more consistent schedule on their social media. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um that Again, that that's definitely something that you know we're we're working on, you know, to try to try to um, understand all the systems and everything. This is you know we're we're going on close to five months now of working with this business model, and so far it's done it's done really really well with working because each each client and company is completely different. That's that's one thing when I went into it, and that's the reason I I turned cause I turned a lot of stuff down beforehand because they said hey. Can you make? Can you do our social media stuff? And I'd probably been approached by four or five different um, companies about doing it. And I said, no, we do strictly, we do we do strictly just the actual content stuff. We don't want to be a part of the actual postings and figuring out when to put, you know, and kind of the actual kind of more of the marketing side of things. We just want to create the the project, and then y'all focus on pushing it out and getting it to your people. That's interesting because it actually kind of, I think there's a parallel there. It reminds me of your story of first starting out where you were starting to realize, oh, I'm getting a lot of people just asking me to do this. Maybe this is a viable thing that I could just keep doing. So you, I guess, start to realize a lot of people are asking me to do this social media stuff for them anyway, and they're not necessarily doing it the best on their own. There's a big opportunity here. And yeah you know, taking that and thinking of the subscription model, I think it's a really brilliant move on your part because it allows you to do a lot better planning for the company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, being able to say, okay, we have this coming in every single month. And then we also have this freelance freelance work coming in every single month. So basically what I try to do every month is keep all of our expenses under what we get in the, in the subscription marketing. So everything else is strictly surplus and profit. So that's that's kind of the game plan of, of everything. I like it. I mean, it sounds like it's working better for you. You seem, seems like you're able to think more big picture with that kind of covered. Mm-hmm. You know that the expenses are covered and everything. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the space, kind of getting up to that point now that we've kind of worked our way up to... 2022. So you, you took on this space very recently. Talk a little bit about the, the decision leading up to getting this space for Barnes Media Company, what some of the, the influencing factors were there, and what your plan is for using the space going forward. 
Yeah, so I've been looking for a space for, you know, months, probably probably the last three or four months. And the the issue I kept kind of coming to was, you know, we I was looking at very, you know, a lot of smaller places and I just didn't see the, I mean, obviously everybody knows, like rent prices are through the roof right now. And, you know, I was going to be signing like a three-year deal for, you know, an office space that I didn't really, I couldn't necessarily grow out of. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've grown pretty, pretty well in these past two years. And so it was either, okay, get a really high rate to, to use a space for one year and then hopefully we grow and then be in the exact same position next year or get a three-year rate for just a place to work out of and, you know, a basic kind of plateau. And and then I found this space, which was a little bit, I'll be honest, it was a little bit out of my price range for my original thinking. A little bit bigger than you're expecting. To yeah, a, a lot bigger than I was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, about a thousand square foot bigger. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, it's, um, but it, it gave, it, gave an opportunity for an entire new market to to kind of come into play as i as i mentioned before photography what almost you know is non-existent to this point basically the only time we do it is working with the actual clients to work with their social media getting some pictures and everything but um actual sessions and everything that doesn't uh that doesn't necessarily happen anymore so this gives us a whole opportunity to build that back up and to kind of build our brand back into it because this is going to be kind of a studio space where people can come and have pictures or videos taken. And one thing I think is really great about that is, and this is this is kind of a common thing for business owners when they're first starting out, is that, you know, where you do end up getting a space that you're working out of, is that before, I remember you just driving around all the time. You were just, you know, constantly going all around town, going to this client, then this client, this client, taking up a lot of your space, just Mm -hmm. traveling. And obviously that creates a limitation to how many people you can service, but having a place where people can come to you and have that done for them. And you could have someone working here, helping you out and helping kind of service some of those people that all of a sudden opens up the floodgates and allows you to really expand there. Yeah, absolutely. The The amount of efficiency that happens when you get into an actual space is is, is crazy. Um, I had I had no idea how much time I'm, I'm saving now when I'm... So actually- another thing I wanted to kind of ask you, what is one of the biggest challenges or maybe even a few of the biggest challenges that you've had over the past couple of years as you've been trying to scale the company? The, the biggest, the biggest challenge for me is probably standing out there, you know, in, in, in our industry, it's extremely saturated. I mean, everybody knows five photographers that, you know, they, they, you know, that, that do something of the sort and they have some sort of talent level. So it, it really is just saying, okay, what, what makes us different, which is something that, you know, you have to continuously adapt because as soon as you do something different, you're going to have people right behind you that are going to start doing the same thing. And so then you're going to have to figure it out again and slowly adapt again. So just kind of continually finding a way to set your company apart, do something that the other photographers are not doing that could give you that edge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, 
in every kind of transition of our company, it was kind of standing out in a different way to do something that we, we have never done before. I'm thinking of different examples to where uh, in Jacksonville, I was one of the first uh, companies to go out and do like the highlight videos of the games. To, and it looks really, really cinematic. It looks like something you would see on a movie. And I've seen them. They're great. Yeah. They really are, yeah. Yeah, so that was one of the first. And again, you know, and so and so then the next thing was, okay, then people started doing that, which, again, I'm I'm 100% for. I, I feel like you should, you should be getting, you know, I get things from other photographers and I get things from other YouTubers to say, hey, we can incorporate this into our business. So I'm all for you know, kind of picking out different things to say, hey, how can I make myself better and everything? So I'm all for it. So the second thing that we did was we started doing mic'd up stuff, which was a really huge hit. We started doing that with uh, Birch Sports, who is a longtime friend and client that we've worked with and everything, and they've done great. But we started micing, micing up the players and everything in that during the game yeah right. that 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 kind of that kind of exploded they went they went viral on on all of their stuff and everything and everybody loved them everybody was having a blast getting mic'd up and everything so that was that was the the next big thing and then I'm trying to think and then like obviously moving into I'm I'm assuming that more and more after we began to expand more and more photographers are going to and videographers are going to get more so onto this content subscription basis which Absolutely. you know it's it's a it's a great great idea to do so um well it's got to feel good when you do see something that you've adapted as a company starting to spread into that mainstream of photographers and videographers because it probably means you're on the right track with something yeah absolutely i mean th there's there's one or two ways to look at it and uh I'll give I'll give a little shout out to a friend of mine, Eli Elmore. We were we were having this discussion the other day. We both kind of came up into the industry together. He actually was the one that kind of initially taught me the photography uh, aspect of everything. He got he got into it about two years before I did. But and so he but we were talking about so when we first kind of started coming up, it is a really really competitive industry. Nobody wants to share secrets. Nobody wants. You know that nobody wants to kind of help you out a little bit because they're scared of you taking clients, and they want to have that edge. Yeah, they ex exactly. Edge. So we we've really made it a point to share share the knowledge. He's he's really huge in the photography industry here in Jacksonville about sharing everything that he's learned, and I'm very big on if I can help a videographer or anything like that, helping them with whatever they would need with ideas, saying, "Oh, you could do." You could do this with this lighting. You can use this edit. This is kind of a great thing to do. I, I think it's really a responsibility to kind of help the overall industry industry grow. Give back to you know, the yeah, industry, it, it, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's 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 always going to be enough work to go around. the The amount of companies that have decided to move into the social media stage to where they've put it off, like I'm. We, we work a lot with different kind of construction type companies and that that industry is, you know, way behind when it comes to comes to, you know, social media, which is which is a very good for anything that has a trade or a skill. You very rarely are you going to get work based on how your Facebook or your Instagram looks. So. Gotcha. So, yeah. So it's basically 
working with them on, okay, how does this actually provide, provide value? How does this, you know, how does, how does this actually help you make money? Because that's, that's really what our goal is supposed to be. It is, we are supposed to make you look better. So how does that conversation look then if that is a potential bottleneck um, of the industry is that, I mean, I, I could see that as a potential rebuttal that they might have in your sales pitch for a subscription model that they say, hey, well, we don't really get our clients that way. What does that conversation look like for you then and in, in you kind of explaining the value that you are bringing when, you know, it, it sounds like you're kind of getting them to buy into a, a little bit more of a long-term vision, which as we, as people who know the industry a little bit know, there is a lot of value in there. What does that conversation look like for someone who might not understand that as well? Well, the the first thing I would, I would tell them is, look, it's the, the way we, the way I, you know, we, we, we kind of run the company. It's, it's not like other social media marketing agencies to where it's a very cut and paste type type industry to where we're saying, okay, we'll do three posts with this graphic and everything. And in all honesty, you're you're it's it's very, very difficult to grow on social media platforms now do doing that strategy because everything is gonna look the same. So we have to figure out a way to have a consistent model, but also have it customizable enough to where each company is always going to be very, or maybe not very, but a little bit different than the next, you know, to where, okay, like I already mentioned, like Burt Sports. Um, So they're, they're a football training company to Mm -hmm. where they do, they do trainings and they have a a nationally known seven on seven football team with um, ranked players. And so the way we work with them is going to be completely different to the way we would work with a um, with a engineering company that we've worked with. It's complete different clientele, complete complete different goals. So when I would walk into a a place to where let's say they're not necessarily, but that marketing isn't necessarily the big focus. Well, the first thing I tell them is, look, it's we're not our our goal is to make you look better right. it's not necessarily our goal to get you more clients but what we will do is get you in front of more people it is up to your company though to make the sales right okay so you are focusing on really the awareness aspect and saying hey you're you're doing a great job with what you're doing right now Although we think we could take you to that next level and just spread the awareness of your company to a higher extent than you would be able to just by word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially in any type of skill industry, very few things people just type in on, on the internet now and says, Hey, I need, I need, I need this. It's always, you put on fate, you ask different people, Hey, do you know, do you know of a, a plumber, electrician? It's, you know, it's some sort of, you know, some sort of graphic designer. Does anybody know anybody like that? Well, it is our job to get you into those sectors. So like by more easily found. Exactly. So that is by putting out a commercial that doesn't look like every other commercial to where it looks like an infographic. It is by trying to tell your company's story, trying to show the same reason that we have to say we have to completely adapt and look different. 
it's our job to make you look different compared to any other any other business like yours. Help other companies stand out the way that you help your own company stand out. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not necessarily kind of a cut and paste system to where each client I come in with a sales pitch. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm honestly the opposite of a salesman. I'll tell them I'm, I don't think we're a good fit. Honestly, if, yeah. if, if not, it's, it's more so it's can, is there something there that we can take and run with it? That's, that's kind of the ultimate thing. Okay. If it's, if, if it's a, business that's not a very good business i honestly don't feel comfortable with with working with you if i'm going to be promoting to okay have do do work with when it's when it's not satisfactory work because you're putting the name of your company on it so it's i mean it should be a good yeah i mean yeah absolutely and um there's a quote that i read the other day it said if you don't want to work with a person for 10 plus years then don't even you know try to try to go into business with them at the start which I've really tried to try to look at a lot of the stuff differently. I, obviously, we're to the point now to where we can do that. At the very beginning of your business, you take all the work possible, you know. So, but but at this point, it's saying, okay, how can we find the right people to to grow with and to work with? Our what what I really look for is companies to where they have all the right pieces. They just they just need a little extra push to where they've established in their actual industry. They they have a successful business. Now they just need to show everybody how they are a legitimate business, how they are better than others. I like that. And I really liked your point about thinking about, is this a company, a person I would want to work with for 10 years? Because I feel like it'd be hard to hold yourself to that standard when you're just looking for clients, but it really is important because if you're going to be putting your company's stamp of approval on it, your, your name on everything, you do really want everything to look good and, and kind of reflect back on you in that way. So I think that's a good focus to have. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about, um, just a, something we've kind of talked about before is, you know, as you've kind of brought on a couple people to help you out behind the scenes, I know a very common difficulty for business owners is is figuring out how to delegate and and kind of creating that that pattern of um, of management. What have been some of the challenges you've had there as you've kind of scaled up in that way? Yeah, so the, the there's definitely a good amount of challenges when you first start bringing people on because. You're either a micromanager or you're the complete opposite. And, and I tend to definitely lean to being the complete opposite, which doesn't always go over which go over well, which is completely understandable. Like a, a good example would be, you know, I'm I'm very much of the type to it. I think you, you, you might have been able to notice this already just with talking is I see the idea and I say, okay, here's kind of the, here's some clay and I'm just going to take it and run with it and mold it into whatever I think is going to be best. Mm-hmm. So when I first started bringing people on, I would do the same thing. Like, All right, here's the footage. Here, here's the footage we got. Go make something cool. Do it. <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. So, so obviously that was a, a bit of a learning curve where, okay, we have to, I have to w- really, really work on saying, all right, 
stay creative with it, but here here's some guidelines to kind of to kind of go by. So, and I would imagine, obviously, you know, at the start, there's a good deal of work involved in really like walking someone through the creative process and how you want to do things. But ultimately, if you teach a man to fish, they're going to be able to fish on their own, and then they can kind of bring value to your company over time based on that little bit of work you put into them. Yeah, absolutely. Teaching. And again, this is, this is me talking to myself because I am the furthest from saying this is something that I'm good at. This is something that I honestly really struggle with to where, you know, I'm, it, it's very difficult for me sometimes to, kind of incorporate saying okay this is exactly kind of what we need this is exactly kind of what I'm thinking and here's kind of the guidelines to go by and you know and it's and it's never it's it's honestly it's it's almost always my fault that I did not communicate well enough when something goes awry I think that's a good perspective to have as a business owner because you know if you're just getting frustrated with whoever's helping you out but you didn't really take the time to show them how to do it the right way. What use is that? You know, if you have the perspective of it's my responsibility to make sure they know how to do it right, that's going to keep you on your toes and hold you to a high standard just internally. Yeah, and if anybody that listens to this that has worked kind of under VMC, then they'll probably attest to it that communication is not my my greatest skill set in you know trying to say okay here here's everything and and honestly that my my two biggest weaknesses right now is communication and that organizational piece that goes along with that communication so and I'm very very open about it saying okay those are the two things that really this year I really want to get squared away and to get completely mastered down it's on other sides of the business obviously you're working on but in order for us to really grow I have to figure out, okay, a regimented plan that everybody is can be working on saying, here's the specific roles, you know, not everybody's kind of working on their own thing and kind of doing doing whatever, you know, everybody has specific roles, specific kind of time stamps going in on it. We're all kind of working as kind of a machine kind of going into one. So, so you're building out new processes, basically. Exactly. So again, not saying we have figured that out yet because we obviously have not. Uh, honestly, you know, they, uh, we have, I have uh, Marcel. He's working in the next room right now as, as we speak. And, um, and you know, and, and he came in today and I was like, oh, shoot, what work, what, work, work, what work do we need to get done today? I'm like, all right, here you go. And, and it was like kind of like an on-the-fly thing, which, which obviously is not, not the best thing, thing to do in the long run. It needs, it needs to be much more organized and regimented, so... So it's just about kind of figuring that over out over time as you go along um, and kind of setting some processes in place, it sounds like. The, another thing I wanted to ask you, just kind of a, a general question here. Um, you know, you've been a business owner now for a couple of years. What would you say is one of the most rewarding things about being a business owner? Hmm. Probably when a client is just blown away that's that that's really really good to hear knowing that okay not only did we hit expectations but we kind of blew them out of the water which is kind of what we go for every time 
the amount of hours that we we put into the actual kind of planning of, of everything is you know is is a lot more than what people think and the kind of amount of work on the back end is a lot more than than what people think it's not just kind of just showing up shooting and then kind of figuring it out from there and a lot of our stuff is to where the client puts their trust in us to say hey we don't really know exactly what we want y'all figure it out and and I take that challenge and and run with it most of the time and and so kind of saying okay basically taking that statement and then creating a project creating you know something and showing it to them and they're like wow this is this is absolutely amazing that's um that's that's a that's a really good feeling right there and then um honestly just the it's it's strange to say but just kind of the working of the day to the operations is just getting a little bit better every day getting you know right now we're 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 renovating the studio and everything and you know and it fe- it feels really good just knowing okay we we checked this box off all right well even though we got this hundreds of items to get done on this list it's really nice to say hey we checked all these boxes off and, and we got a little bit better today that's it's, it's always a good feeling going home knowing okay we we improved hitting those little benchmarks of growth along the way that you know like this is really paying off the business is getting bigger and better that's yeah. cool mm-hmm. so um Aside from the business, I know you're involved in a number of other kind of entrepreneurial efforts. I'm curious, kind of on that note, you know, I I know, I happen to know that you get pitched a lot of different ideas and have to kind of weigh those out. What does your decision process look like if you are deciding whether to take on a new kind of entrepreneurial effort, um, kind of weighing out the decisions, maybe the pros and cons? What does that decision process look like for you? Yeah, so that that process, and again, it's it's still something that I'm I'm continuously learning because yeah, as 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 we've built and everything, I, I have been approached by a bunch of different individuals saying, "Hey, I got this great idea, and we should we should go in on it together." And and I'll be honest, I've I've really let people down in the past because I spread myself too thin. You know, and, and I'll completely own up to that to where I put, I, you know, I, I put too much onto my plate. To I mean, I, at one time, I think I was trying to run. I was I was a part of and trying to help him. Like, I think I was like five different businesses at one point. It's a lot. And being, and I was still. Uh, Mark Cuban over yeah, here. I, yeah. I was, <laughs> it, they weren't, they weren't profitable businesses, yeah. though. So <laughs> but. But um, I was doing that and, and still in school, and I was just I, I was burning out so so quick, and so so now I'm very careful about you know what what to look for and and the idea and everything, and I've I've really kind of gotten it down to, in in all honesty, it's the 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 biggest the biggest thing is the person that I would be going in with it, you know, the business with it. Am I a hundred? Even if I'm not a hundred percent positive, I'm not going to go into. I have to be a hundred percent positive that okay, this is a person that you know. When 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 you go when you go into actual business, saying we're going to do something together, there's no end date to that. There there really there really isn't. There isn't saying hey, we'll do this for unless it's a obviously if we do like a one off thing, that's a different thing. But 
if, if you would go to, if you want to say, I want to partner in with you, and I've made a lot of these mistakes in the past saying that, that means you're, 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 you're going in with it for the, for the long haul and everything. And it's often compared to a marriage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, you're going into kind of a marriage like situation and the, the stuff, the little things that might bug you about a specific person. Well, when you're together 24 seven, those things pop out a lot, a lot more. So that's, you know, that's definitely something that, you know, you kind of, you kind of learn along the ways, but you know, when, it comes to what I look for now is obviously the the people, and then the second one is how much time I'm going into it is okay. Well, is it actually worth worth my time anymore because I'm involved in other stuff already that looks to be on a profitable scale and say okay, I know I know this is what it's going to look like in the end. So if we're going to do something, it has to at least make up this time and probably more if I'm going to put it on my plate. Yeah. So, and then the the final thing is, okay, I know what I can bring to the table. I know what equipment and, uh, and kind of keys to the industry that I know I can kind of do, you know, the the little bit of the connection that I have. I know what I can bring. What can you bring? If, if all you can bring is an idea, that's not, that's not much. So, um, you know, another thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, about just kind of the, the client acquisition process. What, what are some things that have worked well for you? Um, you know, it might not be as applicable now, but for someone kind of early on in the process, what are some things that worked well for you when you were getting started and you were looking to just expand your client base as far as, you know, acquiring or finding new clients to work with? So our our greatest way that we we gain our clients is word of mouth, honestly. That is predominantly most of most of it. We we get some from social media and everything, but it is so and so seeing a commercial that we have done and then and they ask, Hey, who did that for you? That is, you know, predominantly uh kinda kinda how we've gotten everything. So in, in all honesty, it is getting your work out there making sure it is good work and then kind of letting letting organic growth kind of take it from there. So even if everybody, you know, hates on saying you should never do, you know, free work or very low paying work, well well, it's better than doing no work. You know, you you have to you have to show people what you can do somehow. You know, even if you do the first one free, knowing, okay, well, this means okay, we've done it. It shows I can do it. And here's my price now. There you go. I like that. Um, and then, you know, on that same kind of vein, you know, talking to someone first starting out, wanted to ask you if there's maybe one or two big pieces of advice that you could go back in time, just take a time machine and go back and talk to a younger Andy that's first starting out, you know, kind of fresh on the photography and videography field. What would be like the one or two biggest things that you would tell him to kind of prepare him for the next couple of years ahead? Um, it's really hard to, to think about because you almost don't want to say, well, you know, I'd, I'd say don't do this or don't do that, but it, you know, you don't know what actually has kind of put you in this position. So the, I would more so, I think I'd, 
give advice to someone just getting into everything is it's it's really really hard not to be successful when you're the hardest working person in the room that's that's really the the only way that you know the, that's not really the only way I know how you can kind of get ahead it's not you know it's 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 not a you know it's it's not a hard hard thing to do it's it's a very simple task it's not easy to be the hardest per- working person but you know it's it's pretty cut and dry look around you if someone's working harder work harder it, it, exactly uh this this kind of goes back to this this it goes back to you know more so in athletics you know i always thought that i was working hard and then I got up to to college, and I realized that okay, on this in this little pond, I was one of the hardest workers, and you know I'd be I'd be first in sprints, and I'd look like I was all right and everything. But but then I got up there, and and you can you can really see the difference between someone that was the hardest worker in in their little pool, and someone who actually worked their hardest. Mm-hmm. That's that's really difficult to do to where you. What can you know, be easy to be a big fish in a small pond? Yeah, it, it, exactly. And everybody said, "But what what's the work that you're doing when nobody's looking?" Well, that's that statement right there is you way overused because it is it is just so important of of what you're doing when what are you more so what are you willing to do that others won't? Are you are you willing to not go out? and party and and drink with your friends are you willing to get up earlier than everybody so that you can get a head start in the day are you are you willing to put yourself into uncomfortable situations so that you can learn and grow you know that that stuff is it's it's really it's it's a to b it's saying yes i'm gonna do it or no i won't it's it's very it's very simple it's a very simple plan so just a decision that you have to make, though. Yeah, it's, it's it's just a decision that you have to make. So, if, if I could give anybody advice, it's you know you're make yourself yourself make yourself uh, your hardest critic, and just make sure that you are giving it your all into whatever you're trying to do. So, because I'm I'm really young, you know, for you know and everything. I'm 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 23, but. There's still things that I'm going to regret for the most of my life because I didn't put forth my effort into it, and it's not a good feeling, and I don't want to have that feeling from here on out. There you go. And, uh, you know, you kind of made me think of one more question here, actually. Talked about a little bit there about athletics and how some of the, the athletic mindset has affected your work ethic and your business. What are some other ways that you think some of the lessons from being in, in a high level of athletics have transferred over to your business life. And how are you, would you say you're aware, pretty acutely aware of that? Or is that something you not, you don't think about as much or. Yeah. I, I know that athletics, they, they, it's always played a really huge role in my life. So I think it really, really helped me when, I got into this stage of life of, of kind of trying to do business and everything of 
really using my time to my to my advantage. When when I stopped playing basketball, I realized I was like, wow, now I have, you know, eight hours, eight ten hours of free time now that I'm not I'm not really using, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, and, and th- this was literally that was the first time in my life that I had, you know, because literally growing up and everything, it was, you know. Soccer season rolled into football season, it rolled into basketball season, then it rolled into summer season, you know, and it just kind of kept to where you went to school, you went straight to practice, you came home, you did your homework, you went to bed. Mm-hmm. Like that was, and then on the weekends, you're, you're playing games. So that, I mean, and so it was, so just getting into that regimented lifestyle and just kind of keeping it, I think it's, I, th- I think it helped me, you know, dramatically. Because I already had that that structure kind of in my life to where instead of putting sports into me, I literally just kind of took sports out and plugged in working. I think, uh, you know, what I've observed from being around you is that it seems like the the athletics really gave you this base of discipline that has, you know, the well, the basketball went away for the most part, the discipline stayed and you figured out a way to channel that discipline into your business and that work ethic of just always being, trying to get better and improve on, on your game, which now your game is your business. So I think there's, that's the biggest thing I've observed. Yeah. And, and, and I will say I'm, I'm much better at this side than the basketball side. (laughs) Short, short white guy. That was a tear. I should have, I should (laughs) have gone into tennis or golf or something like that. He can jump though, ladies and gentlemen, he can jump. I cannot jump whatsoever. (laughs) I'll stare at the camera right now. I cannot jump. (laughs) It is a, it's, it's, it's a rough sight, but, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And again, this isn't, this isn't me saying that I'm the hardest work I'm, I'm I'm very very far from it. I I the only thing I know is in order for me to succeed I have to put in work. That's that's it. And as of right now I'm I'm trying trying the best I can to do that. Well, I love that. I think uh you know on that note you go ahead and wrap this up. Andy, thank you for being here. This was a a great conversation. Yeah, man. I I appreciate it. I pretty I like the this the Great for, to be in yeah, the for, yeah, first time, you know, kind of using using the studio, and hopefully the next time you see, you will see a nice, more of a backdrop, you know, more something that looks a little bit cooler. So always improving, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank all you. All right, this has been Profession Session. Signing off. Thanks for watching Profession Session. I'm your host, Brody Vincent. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, or TikTok at Profession Session on all channels. You can also find my guest from this episode at the tag and details of this post. Stay tuned for new episodes and short little clips of deep dives into specific topics across all of our channels. If you know a young standout professional business owner or entrepreneur with a unique or interesting story, DM us anywhere and let us know, and they may be the next to tell it here on Profession Session. Until next time, stay focused, stay hustling, and stay networking. This has been Profession Session.